Welcome to I Want to Know Everything, a podcast for the people, by the people. As I've gotten older, I've realized two things. Number one, life is hard. Being an adult is tough. And number two, I know absolutely nothing. But I really feel like it doesn't have to be this way. We've built such an amazing community together, and I figured that had to be for something, right? I am going to be bringing followers on so that they can discuss things that they know about with the hope that their knowledge reaches the right people and helps them in some way. So, unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders, take a deep breath, and take five big sips of water. Just do it. It's time to enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Know Everything. Today, we are going to be interviewing a follower. Her name is Miss Joanne, and she has been an esthetician for almost 40 years, which is so amazing. She has had her own business. She has worked in resort spas as well as regular spas. And her goal has always been for people to have good info about their skin. And she wants to help people achieve that on a budget. She wants people to listen to estheticians, that way they can meet their skin goals. And she just wants people to have knowledge because she says she's been in many treatment rooms, especially at resort spas, and she's realized how many people are misinformed about skincare. And she also has noticed how many people are nervous and self-conscious to go see an esthetician and she's just here to ease all of those worries and I'm so excited to talk to her. If you've been around for a while, if you've been a follower for a while, those of you listening, then you know that skin skincare is a passion of mine, especially cruelty-free skincare, um, clean ingredients, the best ingredients. And the reason why is because growing up, I was one of those lucky people who had perfect skin. I kid you not, I made it all the way through junior high and high school without a pimple. I literally didn't know what acne was for myself. All I did was see it on other people's faces. And I remember thinking just, and I don't mean this to sound ugly, how painful it looked. And I was like, wow, I, I, I don't know what, what that is. Um, and I completely bypassed it for all those years. I don't even think, and this is actually pretty disgusting to say that I had a dedicated face wash. Like literally my skincare routine was like body soap or body gel and water in the shower. That's all it took. And then one day when I was about 22 and in college, I woke up and I had a huge zit. And this wasn't just any zit. This was a deep, deep, painful cyst on my face. And from then on out at about any given time, I had about three or four painful cysts on my face. My face wasn't covered in acne, but imagine having three or four huge zits on your face every single day for six years. And it was absolutely awful. Um, I did not look my best. I was in physical pain because they hurt so bad. And um, as a result, I spent many years, many hours trying pretty much any product you can think of. I went on my own skincare journey. I, um, 
I mean, I, I tried everything. I tried everything. And during that, it became a passion of mine. I've actually seriously thought about being an esthetician. I think it's an amazing profession. I think it's a fun profession. And um, I cannot wait to talk to Miss Joanne. And now I'm 33. And for the past about four years, I don't know if I had hormonal acne or what, but my skin looks the best it ever has. And it's to the point that I don't have to wear makeup. And that was my goal was to get my skin so healthy that I didn't have to wear makeup. And I finally achieved it. <laughs> I'm so thankful that as of for now, those years are over. So I've talked enough about me and I want to talk to Miss Joanne. Miss Joanne, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm so great. I'm so, so excited to have you here. I know that this is out of your comfort zone and I want you to know how much I appreciate you taking the time and doing something that scares you. And I appreciate you sharing this knowledge uh, with everybody because I, I know that you're going to help some people. So you ready to get to it? Yes, I'm all ready. Yes. All thanks. right. So let's start with the basics, Miss Joanne. What exactly does an esthetician do? Um, well, we are trained to take care of people's skin, um, body. We are learned. We are taught to wax. We're taught to do facials. We're taught to analyze skin. And um, we do makeup. I had a one day a week we do makeup with Miss Carol. And um, yeah, it was just, it's just fun. And then once you're done, whatever hours that you have, um, whatever your state requires, um, you take a state board test and then you can go to work when you pass it. How did you end up working as an esthetician? Well, I first started off in hair. I went to a vocational school when I was in high school and they had a cosmetology program. So when I graduated, I was doing hair and um, I went to work in my hometown and um, where I was working was actually at a barbershop, which was more like a hairstyling shop, you know, so it wasn't really the typical barbershop that you would think. Anywho, I ended up getting my barber's license and then right after that, um, my boss had gone to a, a, a Veda skincare, uh, not a Veda skincare, an Aveda hair show. And back then, the full service salons were just coming out. And he had room in his building to expand. And he asked me what I thought about skincare. And I said, hmm, I loved shaving in barber school. I love giving scalp treatments and um, facials when we were in cosmetology. So I said, sure, I say seven. And he goes, go for it, do it. So I went to school and I didn't look back. I just love it. I was like, even though I love hair, I love skincare that much more. I totally understand. There's something about skincare that I, oh God, I just, I can imagine that this is such a, um, a rewarding job. Or it would oh, be for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so much fun. So much fun. And so you just explained that you went to school, you got um, certified by the state, but is there continuing education for this profession? Oh, yeah, definitely. Back in the early days, really not so much, which was really um, frustrating for me because my boss at the barbershop, he was all into education. So when I went to started aesthetics there wasn't anything around maybe if you wanted to go to new york city or vegas but um but it took about 10 years and there's publications out there 
and now with the internet, there's webinars. And in fact, I have a class tomorrow that I'm oh, okay. So there, there, it's it's everywhere. So, and they have conventions everywhere. So, you know, they have small conventions, big conventions everywhere. So there is definitely education. And the skincare lines, they're always offering education as well. So. Um, it's out there. So there's no excuses for any esthetician to say, I can't afford it. So. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like get on it. Yes. What is your favorite part of your job, Ms. Joanne? Um, I think the favorite part is the clients. Basically the connection you make with a client, the changes you see with the client, um, you know, the excitement that they feel about their skin and, just like the one-on-one connection. It's, it's awesome. You know, me and my friend, um, she always talks about, um, you know, she gets her massages, she gets pedicures, she gets facials, and she calls these women in her life. And it makes sense. It really is actually really beautiful. She's like, these women are healers in my life. And I was like, yeah, no, that's so true. Are, do you have any clients that you've been with them or they've been with you for, years like decades yes oh my god I love that because really this is I know it's gonna sound silly but like this is a very intimate thing to be able to help somebody and um be with them for that long and I think that that is so cool I love to hear that yep they've you know I've gone to some weddings for them (laughs) you know during the pandemic and I've heard a lot of practitioners say this but um they were there checking in on me, sending me money, you know, oh. doing all that kind of good stuff. They were, they were right there. So I love great. that. That's mm-hmm. beautiful. Truly. What would you say your least favorite part of your job is? Um, I would say marketing and, um, <laughs> yeah, it's <paperwork>. a lot. <laughs> and yeah. basically that's, yeah, that's what it is. It just, it, I pull my hair out. It's so stressful for me. It is. It yeah. is. No, I fully, fully understand. So, Mr. Man, I'm about to ask you a question. And then I'm going to tell you why I'm asking this. And so the question that I sent you was, has there ever been a time you were doing a routine skincare session with a client and you discovered something that was life-threatening? And the reason I'm asking that question is because there is an actor, listeners, um, David Crumholtz. He's iconic. He played Michael in 10 Things I Hate About You. He played the head elf Bernard in The Santa Claus. He was in Numbers. And um, every now and then, um, I don't know if it's yearly, but he posts something on Instagram. And he recounts the time that he went to go get a massage. And it's something that was part of his health routine was to regularly get massages And he said there came a point in the massage where he was on his back and the masseuse was doing her thing and she went and she touched his neck area and she felt a lump. And he says that he had gotten probably hundreds of massages in his life and that no other masseuse had ever done that, had never touched there. And she felt a lump and said, hey, I I feel something. I think you need to get it checked out. And he listened, thank God, and turns out it was extremely early thyroid cancer. Mm. And he was able to go to the doctor. He got treated. It was a pretty minimal treatment. But if he hadn't, um, you know, he would 
we don't even know what would have happened. And he like basically owes himself being alive to his masseuse. Has there ever been a situation where that has happened to you, where you've seen just something, a routine, you know, procedure Mm -hmm. and you're like, Oh, something's not right. Um, I've seen things and I, and as estheticians, we cannot diagnose anything Mm -hmm. because that would be, you know, we don't have a medical license. But we are aware of what things look like. So I do point things out and then they'll come back and they'll say, you know what? Remember you told me about that spot? And Well, I'm, I got most surgery schedule or whatever. It wasn't benign or whatever. But, you know, I do point things out, but nothing that much. But I can see it happen. And in fact, our local hospital here a couple of years back did a um, seminar for all practitioners, hair skin and nails for um and it was a dermatology associate um practice and they just wanted us to look out for these things because we see it you know like especially a hairdresser you can't see spots on your scalp you know Mm -hmm. but she can and um even with the nails if there's something funny looking in your nails get it checked out because that's really pretty serious because the nail bed is connected right to your um, bloodstream so that can be really, really tricky and things could move pretty quickly. So, so those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, I've pointed things out, but most of the stuff is just like, you know, superficial skin cancer stuff, which is still pretty serious. Right. You know, and then sometimes they're like, oh, I haven't done anything yet. And then I tell them like, well, how, how big a hole do you want in your face? Do you know what right. I mean? Because those kind of cancers, they just borrow deeper and deeper. Yeah. Oh my so God. They have to dig that all out. So you know, you know, so get it checked out and get the cream or whatever and just get it, get it taken care of. If you could, what was one piece of advice you would tell your younger self when you were just starting out in this profession? Uh, To be more confident. (laughs) Um, You know, you know, it's just, yeah, I've just never had a lot of confidence in myself, but, you know, um, just to be more confident, I'm really, I'm good at what I do. And I've been told that, and it's finally sinking in. And, um, you know, skincare is, it's not superficial. We do make changes in people's lives, especially the acne patients. Um, We help people feel better about themselves. And, you know, just be confident in that and be proud of yourself for that. And also to take some business classes because (laughs) they don't teach business in aesthetic school or hair school nail school so take a business class I love that yeah um this next question I think is probably one of the most meaningful I'm going to ask because you you brought it to my attention it's something I didn't even think about but my question is for people who feel nervous or self-conscious about going to an esthetician what would you tell them not to because we just want to help you Um, you know, your pores are not that big. Everyone always thinks their pores are big or their eyebrows are too bushy or whatever, but we're all beautiful inside and out. And, um, if you, you know, you just gotta, you know, it's nothing that we haven't really seen. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the waxing in the Brazilian can be really intimidated, but, you know, ask for a towel to drape over your over your private areas and usually that's what I do for my clients and I just work around it because you know I'm looking at your stuff so right 
but I'm not, I'm looking at it, but I'm looking at it in a technical way. Like, where am I going to put the wax? What am I going to do with it? How am I going to pull it? Making sure that the kind's comfortable and everything. So it's, don't be scared. We go to doctors, we get our mammograms. It's, you know, it's pretty much the same thing. We're not making any judgments on anybody. We just want you to help you and to take care of you. Yeah, that's such a good point. See, I thought esthetician, I just immediately thought skincare only. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think about waxing, but I totally understand how somebody would be self-conscious about that because yeah, no, I definitely, (laughs) I definitely would be, but it's just so funny because I don't know if you ever see like, you know, OBGYNs making content on Instagram or TikTok, but they talk about how much they're like, no, look, like we're numb to seeing the human body. Like this is just not even a big deal for us. <laughs> like, right. but people, you know, we're not used to showing our body all the time, um, yeah. but they're like, yeah, look, I know you're nervous, but please know this is nothing I haven't seen before. So <laughs> that would be what I would have to tell myself if I went and got waxed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, any institution, hopefully they've been trained as, as far as, as, you know, waxing goes. Yeah. Anything that we're doing to you, it's been done to us. And actually, when I got my Brazilian, I was an, a model. So there were two other people. Oh, <laughs> in the room with me. So, you know, so, you know, we've, we haven't done anything that we haven't done to ourselves to you. So, oh, wow. That's amazing, honestly. Okay, so let's jump in to these questions. Okay, so Miss Joanne, we I, I sent you the document. The questions just kept coming, and I think it's <laughs> so cool. But I am going to, because I don't want to forget, I'm going to ask you a question that my friend sent me last night. And mm-hmm. it's, I think, I don't want to bombard you, but I think it'll be an easy question. And I'm excited to ask it because... I don't know. I'm like, is this a myth? Is this real? So my friend told me that she um, she's on a bread making journey mm-hmm. uh, where she's conquering sourdough. And so she's been consuming a lot of sourdough and she is now breaking out and her skin, she says, and I agree is perfection. Like I, her skin is perfection. I've never seen it have a blemish, but she goes, yeah, I'm breaking out. And I think it's because I'm eating so much bread with so much butter. Is there any correlation between the two of those? Um, it could be definitely. Um, bread is a high carb food, which breaks down into sugar sugar causes inflammation that inflammation could be just kind of like inflaming the follicle and shutting it down and when that follicle is shut down we have natural bacteria in our follicle just like we do in our guts it's called p acne bacteria and if there is no oxygen present then that bacteria can start proliferating and creating um, an infection, which is basically a pimple. So it could be, and it might be the butter too, because dairy can be exactly. a big no-no with um, acne patients as well. I usually try to steer them away from dairy. So. Is there a correlation between eating a lot of butter and it actually making your skin more oily? No, 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 not really. If you're a skin type, you're a skin type. If you're a dry skin, you're a dry skin 
it just depends on the size of your follicles, how we determine what type of skin you have. Um, so, um, but the, there are certain oils that you can intake into your body that can create um, issues in your skin. So when I work with acne patients, I tell them all these foods that they should avoid, um, dairy being one of them, because it's just, it's, it just doesn't work with acne type um, bodies. Their bodies can't process it right. So there are things that you need to avoid. So it doesn't necessarily make it oilier. It's just maybe the fat content is not working well with your own sebum making it sticky, making it clogging that pore, creating that um, oxygen not to be present. So that's why benzoyl peroxide works so great on acne because it's bringing oxygen down into that pore. Oh, that's why. See, mm -hmm. this, this is thrilling for me. I love that. Okay, thank you so much for answering that. I knew I had to start off with that because I would forget if I didn't ask first. <laughs> Okay, listeners, these questions are yours. That's why it's a podcast for the people, by the people. So here we go. I was asked, what is the best budget skincare for women in their 40s? So I would say go to an esthetician. See if you can first find an esthetician you like, have a consultation, and then you guys work together. And I've done this with my clients as well. They're like, I need this, I need that. And we, I, we try to put something together and I'll say, well, this is what you have. I've got this, 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 this. And then and I go, and this is the total. And they go, well, can I do, you know, what can I eliminate? So we kind of work together and try to figure out what we can give her to achieve her goals in her budget. And then the client needs to figure out what she can afford. So I usually let, let my clients know that these, these products are going to last you about two to three months, a turnaround play. You know, sometimes you can stretch it to four. So decide what you can spend on a quarterly basis for your skincare and then work it in that way. But, um, you know, you definitely need a good cleanser. You need a good sunscreen and you need a moisturizer. You need to, you know, protect the skin as well. So I think with that question, it's just like, there's so many product lines out there, but I would really avoid the products that you can get at a department store or Macy's because they're really kind of a, they're formulated to really not do anything because if they had all these active ingredients in them and something happened, where do you go? Do you go to the lady at Macy's or the lady at CVS? She's not going to help you. Do you know what I mean? So right. The, these companies know that, so they kind of keep them at an even keel, so nothing really happens. But with um, aesthetics or um, skincare brands or lines that estheticians use, we need a license to carry them. So they can be, um, the ingredients can be a lot more active, and they're highly concentrated, and they have a shelf life. So those products will be a lot more effective. So yes, they might be a little bit more expensive, but in the long run, you're not really spending any more money than say, if you pick something up at CVS because they are concentrated and your skin's going to accept it and it's going to be happy 
and you're going to find that you're not going to have to use as much. So you'll be able to stretch that product out more. I've had clients who've used oil valet and they have to buy it every month. And I'm like, well, you're going to be able to get three months out of this moisturizer. Easy, right. And your skin's going to be happy with it too. So, so it's kind of like that. So just figure out your budget, find an esthetician in your town that you know, you know, you feel comfortable with and work with her because, you know, we're not out here to sell you products. We just want products that you will be happy with and swear by, you know. Can you tell me this was not on the document, but actually, Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, this question just came to me. Could you talk to me briefly about your thoughts on Cetaphil? Because everybody that I talk to that goes to a dermatologist is like, oh, yeah, no, they just told me to use Cetaphil. And like, it's all in the crystals. Why is that so preferred? What is it about that brand? Um, Well, basically, I think that dermatologists... Or CeraVe. CeraVe as well. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so those product lines are probably just giving them tons of samples and dermatologists are great but they're not like spending an hour an hour and a half with the client um they're not talking about ingredients and researching ingredients to see what's going to work best for whatever skincare concern the client has they're there just to like treat like skin conditions and they know their medications so they really don't know much about skincare as far as like product knowledge. So, but Cetaphil, it's basically liquid bar soap. It is like one of the worst cleansers you can have out. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh man, myth busting today. I love that you just said that because I've never used it, but everybody like, um, that's amazing. That's great to know. And y'all, if you're listening and you, you Cetaphil or CeraVe and that works for you. We're not talking about you, but I'm just listening to the esthetician here. <laughs> that is really cool to hear because um, I don't use them because they're not, uh, I I just, I don't use them anyways. Don't want to get sued here. But um, yeah. anyways, yeah, that's really great to know. Thank you for that. Cause I've been wondering that. Yes. Yeah. There's a couple of products out there that, you know, if you're using that, I will, I have no problems telling you to stop using it, you know? Yes. Because it's just, it just doesn't do you any good. So. What is the best product or service to lighten acne scars and even out skin? Um, well, I've had a really great results with the acne line that I use and it's, there's a, um, a product that contains, and a peel that contains mandelic acid. And it's great for acne patients because it gets down into that pore and helps to pull out the dead skin cells so they don't clog the pore. But um, it also helps with um, pigmentation. I couldn't believe when I started using it. And, um, you know, I told one of my first clients, oh, it's going to be a while before this pigmentation clears up. Don't, you know, so let's be patient. And and it was like every time she came, she came in every two weeks. And I was like, I can't believe how light those spots are getting. So, you know, it, Mandelic really works well for that. And I've actually used it with people who have pigmentation problems. I'm like, here, use this because pigmentation is a really tough thing to get clear. 
So is the mandelic acid, is that in and of itself a product or is that something found within a product that you prefer? It's found in a product that I prefer. It's um, it's a gentle acid, it's derived from bitter almonds. So are you um, able to say the product or no? Oh yeah. um, Yeah. If if you don't, um, it's face reality skincare. But if, if you want mandelic, you're going to have to find a face reality acne specialist and she can um, prescribe it to you. Oh, very so, cool. Okay. Yeah. Love there are that. a few things you can buy online through that line, but all the active products should be um, prescribed by an esthetician. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure that will really help somebody because some of us got them acne scars even later in life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um somebody asked, what should I be putting on my face for dry skin? Yeah. So that's a broad question. So let's go back. I mean, it's a hard thing for me to say, because where do you live? You know, what's the season? Um, There's all these different variables that can come into play with a dry skin. And maybe is she dry? Because a lot of people think they're dry, but they're really dehydrated. Dry skin means your skin is lacking in oil, but dehydrated skin means your skin is lacking in water. And you can, you can be an oily skin, but it's dehydrated. So it, it could be that. And that's for the most part, when people say they're dry, I'm like, I look at their skin and I'm like, well, you're more of a combination skin. And they're like, no, I'm dry. I'm like, yeah, well, you're lacking in water. You're dehydrated. <laughs> so, right. So, you know, so then you go back to what are they using for a cleanser? Is that cleanser stripping their skin? You know, what are they using for products? And so there's a lot of different things that um, estheticians think about before they prescribe or recommend um, a product for dry skin. So perfect. um, It seems like and listeners, I don't want y'all to be frustrated because I totally understand how there aren't just blanket statements for these questions, because as she's saying, there are so many factors that go into it. Like, I imagine it's hard for you to answer those questions without touching, feeling, seeing somebody's skin, knowing what they're currently using, like you said, where they live. So I I understand totally that there will not be straight answers to every question <laughs> yes I know it's just it's really kind of very open-ended but um there are there are many many great products and then again like a lot of times in the summertime um we'll switch them out to something gentler and not as heavy and then in the in the winter time we might just double up on them but just remember a moisturizer is designed to seal and protect and to protect that em- epidermis just to kind of keep that protection um, and keep the, that acid mantle or the barrier um, intact so it can protect the um, inner layers of your skin. I have one more question <laughs> that wasn't on the document. <laughs> That's okay. Sorry. So yesterday, my buddy, uh, it's PCAB on Instagram. It's at it's PCAB. I know a lot of you follow her. And she was talking about under eye um you know, circles or bags. Is there any one product that you would recommend if somebody has dark circles or, you know, uh, bags under their eyes that you have seen that, that helps them? Um, and actually I did give her a little message. Oh, you did? I told, yes, I said, (laughs) I said, drink more water because 
Um, I that's love like that. my first answer to anybody is like, what do I do for my dark circles? And I'm like, well, make sure you drink a lot of water because you got to flush out the toxins I and, love that. in your kidneys. And for some, for whatever reason, the kidneys and the eyes are kind of matched up. So if the toxins are building up, they'll build up in the eye area. So that's why, you know, like after a night out of fun and frolicking, you could look crappy while you had some alcohol and that's oh, kind how of fascinating. And um, right now it's springtime. So allergies are really bad right now. So those toxins can build up and create dark circles. So just trying to keep your flushed out. Um, the other thing that um, can, comes into play with dark circles is, are you genetically dis- predisposed? So are you like a Greek or Italian person or an Indian? You know, those nationalities tend to have dark circles under their eyes and that's really kind of can't really do too much about that because it's just like having an Irish person have uh, freckles do you know what I mean it's just kind of like it's part of your genetic profile Um, and that there's another thing that was going around was they think sometimes with the dark circles is we have little tiny capillary veins and they're very close to the surface of our skin. And because the eye area is so thin and delicate, much more than the rest of our face, they, the walls would break down a little bit and blood would seep out. And sometimes that's the discoloration is creating the dark circles. So I had a product that had horse chestnut in it, which was great for strengthening capillary walls. So, wow. So there's all different things to come and play, but just, you know, try to drink some water, see if that helps. Um, You know, but just, just be very delicate with your eyes. When you put product on your eyes, don't use your pointy finger, use your ring finger because it's a weaker finger. So you're not pulling. So sometimes when you pull, that could create maybe some bagginess and stretching the eyes. You know, it's not as strong. That's amazing. What a little you know, tip. Yeah, a little tip. So I don't know if that's helpful, but yeah, dark circles is a big one for people. But what I about bags under the is, eyes, though? Is that different? It what? It, like actual bags under the eyes. Is there anything that could help with that? Or is that just something could, that happens? <laughs> it could be something that happens or, you know, just again, drink water, see what you, you know, if you had something really salty the day before and you get puffy that way, that could be it. Um, you know, um, put cucumbers on your eyes or cold <laughs> compresses on your eyes. But, you know, if it, it continues to be really baggy, it might be, there might be a reason for it. Your body might be trying to tell you something too. But if it's an occasional here and there, but if it continues, you know, um, I don't know what to say, but it right. could be something else. Yeah. Gotcha. If somebody asked if you could use only three products, what would they be? Sunscreen, number one. Always, every day. Always. Even on a day like today where I am, where it's rainy, you know, sunscreen every day. You know, January 1st, I put my sunscreen on. So, y'all don't um, forget to do your neck too, not just your face, but on your neck. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even the UV lights are giving off a radiation that can affect our skin. So if you say, oh, well, I go to work dark when it's dark and come home when it's dark, it, you're, you're still getting light from the windows. You know, our furniture fades. It does the same thing to our skin. Um, 
a cleanser, 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 cleanser. I don't know how many people will come and lie on my bed and they'll say, I don't use the cleanser. I just use water. And I go, well, would you wash your dishes with just water? And they'll be like, no. And I'm like, well, think about it. You know, we're exposed to pollution. You know, we've got makeup on our face. You know, you got to get it off. And cleansers, a good cleanser is designed to take away the excess dirt and oil, but still leave that protective barrier on your skin. So something nice and gentle on your skins. That and, you know, a moisturizer or no, I shouldn't say that. I wrote it something else down. A serum. Serums are, I really love serums a lot because those are the products. If you want to take care of a concern, serums are just concentrated solutions and they're going to address that concern. And then you throw your, your moisturizer, or your sunscreen over it, but that's really going to do the job that you want. I call it the vitamin for your skin. So. I love a good serum. Mm-hmm. I so. love a good serum and then to gua sha over it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. bet. Feels so good. And that helps with um, like the lymphatic system and puffiness there, y'all. If you've never done that, um, I suggest Googling like lymphatic gua sha. Or is that is that correct? Can you back that up? Yes. I've been, you know, really, really kind of doing some deep dives on gua sha and fascia and um, yes it definitely helps in fact I had a client last fall um, I didn't even recognize her her face was so puffy she's and she said I'm having an allergic reaction I don't know what it is she went to doctors and blood tests and I asked her can I do some lymph work on you and she said sure and she checked with her doctor I did some like just lymph work that I just remembered from school and she called me three days later and she goes you're the only one who helped me my face oh, is almost my back God. to normal God, that's so amazing. there there is definitely stuff to it you know you got to move that lymph you got to loosen up that fascia so you can get good product absorption i love um, that that's so good to know that good that you confirmed that because it feels so good and um doing that it takes like five minutes, probably less than that based on what I do. And, um, I, yeah, I think it helps. Yeah. Somebody asks, what is one thing we should be paying attention to and is most important? Most important. I think it's most important for you. Do you know what I mean? There's skincare from when I started and from where I am now has almost gone full circle. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, Mm -hmm. new things come, new things go. Um, but good skincare, taking care of your skin, doing a good routine. Um, my motto is homework or home, ca- home skin care, taking care of your skin at home, like what you do when you brush your teeth every day, is 80% of the work. 20% of it is in my treatment room. Um, so if you don't do the work at home, you're not going to get the results in the treatment room when you're with me. So I think that's like the main thing that you need to kind of consider is take care of stuff at home. There are lots of things. There's so many different new things coming out every day with skincare appliances, spritzers, um, microcurrent, um, laser, you know, lasers, fillers, everything. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things, but 
just taking care of your skin at home and whatever goals you and your esthetician have set up, it'll be so much better in the treatment room when and your results will be there. What's most important to me is SPF every day, in case anybody yes. was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yes, that is always important. SPF, SPF, SPF. You know? Yes, yes, yes. Don't forget yeah. to put it on your neck as well yeah. and the back of your hands. Somebody asked, is the solar wave and quote unquote at home red light therapy treatment effective? Yeah, I looked it up and actually I had a client ask me to take a look at it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't <laughs> believe they're retailing this. It's red light is awesome. I love red light. I do have um, LED lights in my treatment room, but that little thing looks like a little, like a, a razor, a shaving razor for your underarms. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm like how are you going to be able to like, it's just one small area and you know, if you're supposed to put what I've been told, because I've handheld lights, you know, three minutes on each spot. I mean, it would take you three, four hours to cover your whole face. Right. That little thing. So there are, there are much better products out there for at-home LED lights. Um, some estheticians are retailing them. Um, one of my vendors, I can retail them if I want. So they're going to be a, a lot better than that. And there are those masks. Have you seen the ones with yep. the masks? I was just, just about to bring that up to ask, because that seems to at least cover your face. It does cover once. your face. And it's a little spooky. Um, but and I did look into it. And now this was like two or three years ago, or it was like early in the pandemic. And, and um, I was reading about it and I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then it said, oh... And you get 400 hours out of these lights. And I was like, from what I understood, the LED lights, you don't have to replace. Do you know? So I was like, well, then it's not as superior as they're saying it is. Do you know? If you have yeah. to replace that $400 face mask every 400 hours, that's a lot of money. So, you know, talk to your esthetician. Um, there's LightStem and Saluma that I really... Um, like those companies and they do have lights and they're more like tents so you can just tent it over your face and you can just lie there and the lights are so nice and warm that you can just lay there for like 20 minutes and listen to some meditation music or whatever but it just feels so like you're laying out in the sun you know what i mean it just has that nice gentle warmth to it but the um the 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 lights are so good for your skin. Um, it's good for anybody. There's no downtime. It's great for pain. I've used it on my wrist when I sprained it. Um, you know, so, so it just helps the, to stimulate the ADP, um, part of the energy of your cell. And um, in turn, that will stimulate the collagen and elastin production. So um, it does have anti-aging benefits. The other thing, it, you have to do it it's a cumulative effect. So, you know, doing it like once a week for 20 minutes is great. Just like go upstairs and, you know, and then put a mask on afterwards. And that's your little like, you know, half hour of, um, you know, self-care. Oh, I wish I was getting a facial right now. <laughs> it's like the greatest thing in the world. Oh. I love it. Someone asks, what are the best AM, PM necessities and preventative care for someone in their 30s? 
Um, getting back sunscreen, a good gentle cleanser, and a serum. So with the serum, you might want to look um, with some antioxidants, vitamin A, C, and E, or um, you might want to look at something that's going to address um, collagen and elastin production because as we get into our 30s, we start losing some of our elasticity in our skin. So, um, you know, just getting a, a nice, good serum and um, just getting some facials and, you know, checking in with, you know, something that you might want at age 30, you know, at, at 38 might, might change a little bit too. So, you know, changing up your routine a little bit um, is helpful too. Somebody asked, do chemical peels actually help for acne? They do. Um, you know, acne is really like, it's not a general thing. What I would prescribe for, say, my daughter who has acne would be totally different than what I would prescribe for you for acne. But there are peels in my um, my acne protocols. But um I won't do a peel on someone until I know they're ready. So um, we have to prep their skin. They have to be on the products. So with all peels, you just can't walk in off the street and say, I want a peel, you know? Oh, that's good to know. I didn't know that. Yeah, you should. And if an esthetician is going to do that, I'd be like, that's a little bit of a, you know, alarm in my book. Right. You know, it's just like, you're just not going to run a marathon because you ran, you know, for two weeks. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. You have to prepare your skin because the peel is not nothing. You know, it's 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 a it's a controlled burn on your skin. So you really want to make sure that your skin is ready and can handle it. So, but yes, I do use, but I use the the peels that have the mandelic in them. So I remember so. one time. This is random, but it's just a memory I have. When I was in my 20s, I was. Uh, with somebody who was a, a doctor, a dermatologist, and she had her own dermatology practice. And we were walking outside and all of a sudden her face got like really itchy. And she mm-hmm. like pulled something out of her purse. She's like, oh my God, I gave myself a chemical peel. And her face, like she was having some kind of reaction to it. And I was yeah. like, oh, oh my God. Like it wasn't hor- horrific, but I was like, ow like I could just feel it burning for her and I like that's what I associate um chemical peels with but I kind of lost yeah. mine yeah I mean I don't know I mean I, I watch Real Housewives like we all do and when Ramona went to Mexico the day after getting a peel oh. I was just like were there all these estheticians screaming oh I'm sure you they know? were you know I mean I've literally like ne- I will usually not give a peel in the summer because it's just just not to risk it yeah yeah I don't blame you because that uh image of Ramona is seared into my mind forever awful somebody asked besides SPF what is the most important products to use for aging skin there's not like is it collagen is it a serum um well Collagen really, it, the molecule is too big to really penetrate. Po- collagen, in my my education, I've been told that collagen is just a great water binder. So it kind of like, kind of helps to maintain the water in your skin. 
what you know so you could do like retinols if you want or you can do like glycolics or acids and they're all fine and good i've been kind of leaning towards more of a peptide based um regimens for my clients because there's just no downtime um they get down to the skin and they tell the skin like say if you have pigmentation problems they'll say that melanin skin cell like don't go up you know if you want like in, you know like to relax some of those frown lines there's a peptide that just relaxes the muscle so it gives you a botox effect so again it's probably a serum that i would suggest something that's going to work on your skin and get down into the skin and give it the nutrition or the work that needs to be done um, retinols will do the same thing um, well, they won't do the same thing. They have a different way of doing it. They basically, um, thin that epidermis out a little bit, and that will stimulate the lower layers to speed up that turnover process. Because as we get older, our cell turnover process takes longer and longer for our skin to renew itself on a monthly basis or so. So that's why the retinols and the glycolics works out so good. And how do you uh, feel about hyaluronic acid? Hyaluronic oh, acid yes. is my homie. Yes, definitely. Hyaluronic acid. And I did put that in my notes. It was just at the end. I was like, I can't believe I forgot about hyaluronic acid. Everybody can use hyaluronic acid. <laughs> I love acid. hyaluronic acid. Um, yes. If you are a follower of mine, I have a a highlight um, that is called uh, cruelty-free. And it's where I have all... The makeup products I use, all my favorite skincare products I use, and my favorite mask, which I think is the greatest mask in the world, is in there. And they have them in all different uh, kinds, but the hyaluronic one is my fave. Go yeah. check it out on my Instagram profile. It's there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's an awesome ingredient. It's been around since my early days of aesthetics, but like finally everybody has find out found out about it in the last 15 years or so and i'm like finally you know it's getting the respect it finally deserves mm -hmm. yeah it's such a great ingredient it holds a, like a thousand times its weight in water um it occurs naturally in our cells because that's what keeps our cells hydrated is the hyaluronic acid so oh. um, anything you can do well um, to hydrate your skin and anybody can use it acne aging babies everybody can use it so it's very somebody safe. says what are your thoughts on frownies do you have any experience with them or seen them used by clients i have no idea what that is and i didn't look it no, up no i had this. to look it up and um <laughs> they they you know i i looked it up i looked at their ingredients um you know i think they're okay i think basically what they're doing is kind of like what I was talking about earlier and you were about the fascia and the limp. It's just kind of like stretching and stretching out and loosening up maybe that fascia so you can get a little bit more product penetration. Um, but it's basically an iPad as far as I can concerned. The ingredients didn't look too bad. There was one product and I can't remember what it was. And I was looking all around for it again because I wanted to um, pull it out. But there was one, um, one of the frowny applications have lots of oils in them and oils are really tricky on the skin I know that there's been a big push for oils and I use oils on my face and they're the best but there's only a few oils that I would say yes are okay for the skin um, 
and because oils will just disrupt that barrier because we have uh, our skin secrete oil to protect our skin to give us a natural moisturizer for our own skin and when you throw another oil on top of it it kind of just like throws the whole balance off and then you can actually have more of a problem with the oil so i'm always really leery about products that have a lot of oils in them because i'm afraid it's just gonna create more of an issue than not but some of those ipads i was like oh this got aloe in it and everything like aloe is really hydrating so basically what they're probably doing is you're just creating a plumping effect in the, the do you want to hear something that will make you scream like on the inside of your head from like an esthetician standpoint. So whenever I was going through my own skincare journey, I had this friend and her skin was absolute perfection. And we were talking one day. And at this point I like had tried everything. I mean, literally like I, whatever you would tell me to do to clear my skin up, I probably would have tried it. And so we were talking and she goes, Oh yeah, I use olive oil to get my makeup off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh really? She's like, yeah. So I followed in her footsteps because I was desperate to try anything. And I started using olive oil on my face, like not to just remove eye makeup, but like on my face and listeners, I cannot even tell you the mayhem that ensued on my face. It was horrific. And when it happened, I was like, I deserve this. I should know better. What was I thinking? It was pure desperation. Um, so y'all don't be like me. Don't be doing that to yourself. Yeah, there are people who do it. They still do it. So, And so I, um, I don't know if it's just genetics, but it's like their skin has literally no reaction. And I'm like, yeah, no, it destroyed, destroyed yeah. me. Awful. Yeah. Um, somebody asked, how can we know what actually works and what's just a money grab? Um research y'all research 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 research. look for reviews and i'm telling you that from firsthand experience look for more than one review uh please please because there's a lot of gimmicks out there and there's a lot of money grabs out there so yeah it is do your research um if i have a client who says oh i'm using this and i really love it and i'm like okay or even my acne patients bring in your products let me see what you're using and you can go online and you can type any ingredient in and it will tell you what it's going to do. So it's very easy for you to do your own research. You don't need to be an esthetician um, to do that. But yeah, do your research. And again, find an esthetician. She's going to steer you in the right direction. And if you don't like what she's saying, find someone that you feel comfortable with, you know, and, um, you know, we're not going to sell you anything, any money grab things. Do you know what I mean? We just want to help your skin. Um, we have a reputation and we're not just going to throw um, things at you just because for the sake of doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, you don't. I remember one time I was shopping for skincare and I'm not going to say the retailer just because, and there, the sales associate was amazing. This was another part of my skin journey. And then he was like trying to hustle, which I get, but he was like, oh yeah, I also do facials on the side. But his idea of a facial was literally just putting 
like the products that he sold me on my face and like rubbing them in and i'm like that's not a facial (laughs) that's not what a facial is like i need extractions i need steam i need laser lights that are going to heal you know the the zit that you just popped that will accelerate healing like that's not a facial so like let's use a little bit of common sense because people were falling for that and i was like y'all are crazy that is not Mm -hmm. a facial yeah yeah there's a lot of predators out there yeah Um, and just remember those beauty counter people and you know you know your friend who started you know retailing a line and we're gonna have a party you know they're all just so they're just trained to sell a product yes you know so just think of it this way listeners you wouldn't go to your neighbor to tell them to fix your transmission in your car do you know what I mean? Yep. Go to a professional um, that knows what they're doing, that knows their product line, that's been trained by their product line. They know the ingredients. They know what the ingredients do for what you're looking for. You know, I mean, it's just not one size fits all. We're, as institutions, we're cherry pickers too. Like sometimes I'll say, use this cleanser from this line, use that cleanser from that line, because I know what it's going to do, you know. Somebody asked, are facials really beneficial and which ones are most impactful? Of course they are. They're the best. They're the best. And and this is what I tell my clients. If you can just, you know, if you're just looking, think of, I use the dentist analogy a lot. Um, You know, we go to the dentist twice a year. He gives us a good cleaning tells us if we need anything and then we go off on our menu way and then we brush our teeth and we floss every day. Well, skincare is the same thing. We take care of our skin on a daily basis, but you come in and you see me and I do a great exfoliation. I extract, I give you a nice serum treatment, a good mask treatment, and I give you a massage. So so, and a massage ex- is also beneficial too. It, it helps to stimulate the circulation. And I mean, I can see a difference from the beginning of the massage to the end of the massage of just relaxing the muscles. It, it just, it's so beneficial. It's so beneficial for your mind and your body and everything. So yes, it is beneficial. And you know what? It's what, four or five hours out of your life a year um, to take care of yourself that way. Oh my God. I'm literally sitting here fantasizing about my esthetician <laughs> is like my queen. I love her so much. And oh, I just, yes, y'all, I, <laughs> I'm i not kidding. This is not feigned enthusiasm. Like getting a, a facial from an actual like certified esthetician, somebody who knows what they're doing. Yes. The massage, the steam, everything. If you're on the fence, please do your research, find a great esthetician, ask your friends who they recommend. Like I cannot recommend a, just like, I don't even know, like a plain facial, like nothing crazy, but it's the best. Like, yeah, you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know, most estheticians, you know, a good way of finding an institution is, you know, they usually put their education um, on their website. If they have, you know, um, when you go in, they will do a consultation with you if you want. Um, so maybe you want to kind of get that out of the way. You fill out an intake form. There's a lot of questions that we ask, but your skin is an organ and we have to know what's going on so we can help you. Just is there a particular um, facial that you do that is most impactful? 
that you recommend? Um, well, I've, you know, I've, I've been doing some microcurrent, which I really like. So that's a little bit different. It's using um, a microcurrent machine and it's more of a massage and lifting the skin through microcurrent. Um, and so it's been called like a non-surgical facelift. So that has a good impact, but Basically, what I do is when I look at their skin, um, I just kind of customize it to what their needs are that day. And that's how I do. But, and of course, the acne facials. I mean, those are just like you take a picture at their first appointment and then at the end, it's just amazing, you know? Yeah. And sometimes they'll come in through the middle of their, their boot camp or their, you know, usually it's about a three month, um, service time or span and they'd be like I don't think my skin's getting any better and I pull up that first appointment pitch and I'm like it is look at that you know and then you just to see their eyes just like it's amazing so you know it we do make changes so absolutely yes they do estheticians are amazing so Um, but there are a lot of all modalities out there and handhelds and and you know, micro pins, nano pins. Um, so there's a lot of things out there that do create change. But just do your research. If you're going to go the medical route, make sure it's in a medical establishment with a doctor present. Absolutely. Yeah. Someone said, "What is the second most important ingredient when looking for skincare? SPF is number one. Hyaluronic acid, really." Woo! H-A. Um, yeah, so that's a great ingredient, but there are so many ingredients that do do really well with the skin. Like I was saying before, the mandelic really works well. Um, uh, like off the top of my head, I can't really think of what exact ingredient. Vitamin C is also a great ingredient, but you have to be careful with vitamin C. It really spoils very quickly. Yes. So um, if you buy a vitamin C product and you open it and within two or three weeks, it's changed color, it usually means it's gone bad. So um, a lot of skincare companies that I've worked with, they've found a way to encapsulate it and to keep it intact. So it's not going to spoil on you. But vitamin C is also a great, great antioxidant. It covers a lot of different things. It's good for your capillaries. It's good. It's an antioxidant. Um, I can't think of it, but it does so much. Vitamin C is a really good ingredient as well. Someone says, how do you get rid of red splotches on the back of your arms? I've been told that's an allergy. Is that true? Um, you know, it, it's really, it, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't harm you. It's called keratosis pilaris or IE sounds really gross, but chicken skin. (laughs) Some people call it chicken skin and it's just a buildup of dead protein or keratin because it dead skin protein and it just builds up in the follicle. So I've had success with clearing it up with the bendelic acid that I have or the bendelic serum that I had. Um, I've had success with that. But there's also, I was doing a little research this morning, and there's a product online, um, not online, but you can get it um, at the drugstore. I saw it on Amazon. It's called 12% Lactic Amylate. It's A-M-L-A-T-I-N. 
um, it's a body lotion. So it's got some lactic in it. So it's going to help to exfoliate and kind of get rid of that buildup of dead skin. Oh, she did the cry. research. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. I know somebody's taking notes right now. <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Somebody asks, um, what is the best face exfoliant? Um, depending on the skincare line that you're using, I've never been a fan of scrubs. Um, I just feel like it's just like rubbing your hand, your face with sand and, um, can cause, I feel like it causes more problems than not. So I like enzymes and there are product lines out there that do have enzymes and what the enzymes do, they're designed to eat and digest the dead protein. So they just gently take away that build up of dead skin um so we can get the product into your skin a little bit better think of saran wrap you want to kind of get that saran wrap skin that dehydrated saran wrap skin off your face so i like enzymes so if you can find a product line that has enzymes they're great they're not a peel they're the ph is um high enough that they're not gonna like burrow down deep into the skin you might feel a little bit of tingling Usually there's pineapple or papaya extracts, and those are natural enzymes that um, help to just eat and digest that dead protein. And the other thing is um, people tend to exfoliate too much. I'd say one to two times a week is all you need. And some estheticians might just say a washcloth is good enough for your exfoliation. Um, Yeah, so, you know, we've had a lot of, um, I feel like maybe since the pandemic or whatever, but the, people are t- kind of taking a, a gentler approach to skincare. I feel like the acids and the peels are, they're still there and people are still doing them, but people are trying to look for a gentler approach, I feel, um, and not to just be so aggressive on their skin. Is there a brand that makes enzymes that, that you recommend? I like, I use Image Skincare, um, a little bit of them, and I love their vitamin C enzyme. I've actually told people to, in the wintertime, to put it on overnight as a mask for oh. hydration. But um, yeah, it's a gentle enzyme. It's designed for a rosacea type of skin, and I've had really great luck with it. Oh, great. Good, because that question's coming up, but... But first, um, somebody asks, does sleeping on the side of your face actually cause wrinkles? Um, I, you know, I, I think sleep and sleep, sleep if you can, because sleep is more important. Right. I would say, you know, sleep is so important for, for your health and for your skin's health. Um, I would say maybe invest in a silk pillowcase. And the other thing is, is keep your linens clean. Um, remember, we put hairspray and gels in our hair, and that deposits on our pillowcases. And then it deposits on our skin. So keep your linens clean so it does. So I think that would be more harm. I completely agree with that. Your face. Totally and fragrance-free laundry is a... Uh, you know oh yeah that's a good one 
the next question is I got a lot of this question. Obviously, I, don't, I only submitted it once, but a lot of people asked, what recommendations do you have for people struggling with rosacea? Some people say that this, the itching is so bad that they can't stand it. And my heart just broke, honestly, mm-hmm. reading those questions. What can you um, offer that could help those people? Um, there's a great website called rosacea.org. It has, I tell all my clients who have rosacea, just go on there because rosacea, again, is like acne. Um, it's tied into your lifestyle, your diet. And rosacea.org has so many good things that you can, so much information on it that you can take with you. Also watch your diet. You know, there's things that will trigger you. I have a touch of rosacea myself and you know, most people, it's wine that will trigger their rosacea. Me, it's vodka. Do you know what I mean? So, it's, <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> so, you know, so kind of like, you know, like, what did you, what did you eat yesterday and today? And now you're really itching, you know? Is it almost it's like an allergy? It's, it's caught, they're like these, what, the, they really don't know what causes rosacea, but they believe it's this little um, bug or mite that lives on our skin. And people with rosacea tend to have more of them. Um, Sometimes, I believe too, is as we get older, our oil production slows down. So we don't have a good protective barrier as we did when we were younger. And I think that affects it as well. But yeah, the consensus is it's mostly this mite that lives on our skin and it irritates it. So, oh, that's good to know. Rosacea.org. Y'all go visit yeah. that because a lot of y'all a lot of followers are unfortunately struggling with rosacea and I hope Mm -hmm. that that helps you if you weren't already aware of that. Yeah. And definitely see a dermatologist because they do have medications um, that they can give you as well because rosacea is, um, has different levels or stages, you know, so you don't want to get to that last stage and that last stage would be wc feels face you know with the big bumbly nose and all that stuff oh man yeah so you know if you're red and irritated definitely there are some things that they have that you can take but there's also other things that you can do lifestyle and skincare they go one in one so Somebody says, what is the best exfoliant for dry skin? But would that still just be the enzymes that you recommended? Yeah. 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 Let's see. Someone says, what are your favorite products slash brands to use for people on a budget? Um, you know, I would say find your esthetician that you like. There's a lot of, I carry brands that are just the same price as the stuff that you can get at CVS. Do you know what I mean? And it's a good line. So, you know, there are lines out there that cater, you can, you can spend $500 on a moisturizer. Absolutely. You know, I have moisturizers that are 50. So, you know, and it's a great, it's far superior than that. $500 one that you can get at Nordstrom, you know, because some people are really, yeah. Some people said, well, I use this product. (laughs) I go online and I look at it and I'm like, 
well, there's nothing in there that is doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, there's nothing that's rocking my socks off. But so, you know, just do your research and, and talk to someone about it. And they'd be happy to. And, you know, for the most part, I believe that estheticians do carry lines that their clients can afford. So, and like I said, once you start using them, it's your skin's going to look better and you're going to find that you're not spending as much money on skincare. Your makeup's going to look better. Everything's going to look better and you're not going to have to use as much to cover everything up. Oh yes. The, let me tell y'all, I to, I completely support people wearing makeup. Love that. Do that for you. Uh, my personal goal was to work on my skin so much so that literally every day, all I wear basically is, um, SPF, which I have written about on my blog. Um, it's in my cruelty-free uh, matte lipstick entry. Um, I recommend the sunscreen there that I love. So I just wear that and I wear a highlighter and like mascara. But I kid you not, it's an investment if you're somebody that is just okay with being makeup free, pretty much. Um, it, investing in good skin literally saves you money on foundation because I know people who spend like $100 on foundation every like four, four to six months, you know, so mm -hmm. it's almost like an, an investment in your skin will save you money in the long run because you right. don't need makeup <laughs> um, unless you just want that look, which is totally great. I love that. But yeah. my goal was to work on my skin so much that I didn't have to wear makeup because I'm a lazy person and I don't want to do that in the morning. Somebody says, can you reverse wrinkles with everyday products? Um, well, <laughs> hydrate, drink your water, hydrate, drink your water. You know, there's superficial wrinkles and then there, then there's deeper wrinkles. So we have the epidermis, which is the uppermost top layer of the skin. And that's what estheticians deal with. So we're trying to get that strong and healthy so we can protect the collagen and elastin that is in your dermal layer that support beams of your skin from collapsing and creating a deeper wrinkle. You know, I do, again, getting back to the peptides, I really love the peptides because they do help to work on that dermal layer. We, as estheticians, we can't use products that will go past that epidermal layer, but you do want to maintain that epidermal layer. So peptides, I find my peptides that I use really do create a good change in the skin. And I, I think, and you're seeing more and more of people using peptides in their products. Even the mainstream products are saying, we got peptides in there. And it's a great product because there's no downtime. Um, there's no stinging. There's no tingling. You can go out in the sun when you put them on. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a great anti-aging product, but they're expensive. So that's the, the, the downside. But yeah, just keeping and maintaining a healthy skin you know, avoiding the sun, being sunspawned, I should say, um, making sure that you're not out in the sun too long. Um, those things are going to do that. Eating good food, good, healthy food, because you are what you eat. So if you're not eating really well or you're having digestive problems, it really does affect your skin. The final question from a follower is, what is the best way to reduce sunspots for people who tanned too much in their early years? Yeah, so this is a really hard one because sun 
damage is like the hardest thing for us to take care of for you. Because think of dieting. If, you know, when you diet, but we still need to eat food. So you have to find that right balance. And as estheticians, we have to find the right balance because we're exposed to light every day. And the light is what's going to create that melanin to get activated and to create that sunspot. So um, you want to suppress that melanin and keep it tapped down. Um, so ingredients to look for if you want to kind of suppress some of that melanin is products that contain licorice, abrutin, um, kojic acid. Those are all uh, melanin suppressors. So um, products that contain that work really well. Um, if the client really wants to get into a treatment program, um, most likely the esthetician will do peels, um, usually containing lactic acid or something like that. Also, lactic acid is also a, a good product to help fade spots as well. So, um, but you're probably not going to get a peel at this point in time. We're getting too close to the summer, um, but you might want to pick up a series of peels, you know, three to six peels over a two to three week period or so, or whatever the product line that that esthetician is using. But it's really a tough thing. And then once you're done with treatments, it can come back. I've even had clients who have gone to get to get laser for their pigmentation and that pigmentation will come back. So it's, there is no cure for sunspots, basically. You can treat it, but it can come back. Now, I do want to warn people that there are some products out there that contain um, hydro... Oh, what's the name of it? Oh, it just left my head. <laughs> but it's an ingredient... Um, oh, I'll have to look it up. Have to That's look okay. It up. No problem. Um, but it, which is a great bleaching type of ingredient... I've never really been a fan of it. Um, it's been around forever. It's an ingredient that it's actually been banned in Europe and in Japan. So they don't use it in their skincare out there. Um, and we were told if you're going to use a product that has that ingredient in it, you have the client only use it three months on and then give them a break, which clients never listen to you. So, oh, but it, it will, it can get into your liver. So, oh, wow. So um, I want to say hydrochloric, hydroquinone. That's what it is. Hydroquinone. Hydroquinone. Okay. Hydroquinone. So you can use it if you want, but just be aware that there are definite side effects with it. And it, it can get in and affect your liver. So. You know what? I just realized that I skipped over a question. This will be the last viewer question or viewer, sorry, listener question, <laughs> last follower question. Someone says, what do you recommend for brown spots that aren't melasma? Um, basically the same thing that I just okay. said, you know. Gotcha. And just, and wear sunscreen. Yes. And, you know, um, I love the beach. I live right near the beach. So I do go to the beach, but I've always been a person that's like, well, if I'm going to go the high sun times, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to spend eight hours at the beach. Let's put it that way. Right. Um, I tr most of the time try to avoid the high sun times. Um, I wear a hat. I reapply my sunscreen. 
and just be really smart about it. Just really be smart about it. Enjoy the sun, reapply if you need to, but just be, just be smart about it. Yes. I cannot recommend enough. If you are able to, one of my favorite purchases I've ever made is an SPF hat or the, the hats that protect from like UPF 50, UPF 60, 70. Mm-hmm. They're the best um, with a wide brim. I have one. Y'all know that I love my walks and I wear it and I wear uh, UPF uh, sun guard uh arm sleeves, <laughs> everything, mm-hmm. um, to try to prevent aging. And of course, most importantly, things like skin cancer. So I cannot recommend enough that investment if you are able to do it, um, just because, and I don't like being sunburned. I hate that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. my final two questions mm-hmm. are, is there anything I haven't asked you today that you want people to know about this profession? Um, Know that we're all nice people. <laughs> Any assistant <laughs> that I've met, we're really nice and we're we're so passionate about what we do. We really are. I really have not come across someone who is just in it for the for the money because the average esthetician makes thirty thousand a year. So we're not in it for the money. That is let sure. me tell y'all something. Okay, that might be their salary, but y'all better be tipping them well because estheticians, the good ones, are iconic and they are saving us. So y'all better make sure you're tipping them well because they deserve it. Yeah. And just remember, you know, like I remember someone from my town who who I knew could afford to get facials. And she had these beautiful nails. <laughs> And she's like, what do you do? And I told her, and I told her I had a business in town. She goes, well, I can't afford skincare. And I'm like, well, how much are you paying for those nails? Like, you know, I mean, (laughs) nothing wrong with getting manicures and pedicures. There's nothing wrong with it. But, hey, if you're investing in your hands that no one really sees, but the first thing that you see is their face. Make You know, you want to be, you know, you want it to look good for people. Yeah, no, I agree. So Plus we just... take care of it. We want to take care of it for you. So right, yeah, and like you, yeah, I want my face to be to prevent the aging, this the skin damage or the sun damage, all that for sure. Yeah. And my last question is: If listeners have one takeaway from this conversation, what would you want it to be? Um. Oh, skin uh, facials are great. I mean, where can you get a clean face but a massage afterwards? And head, neck, and shoulder massage. Some people say that I get more out of your head, neck, and shoulder massage than I did with a full body massage. We really, there's so many acupressure points, you know, um, you know. So it 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 will relax you, and you can come in, you can relax, you can sleep the whole time. I don't care. Um, or you can talk your head off and tell me about your babies or whatever. I don't care either. Do you know what I mean? It's your time and, um, just, just do it. It's, it's, it's easy. Once you do it, you're like, oh, why didn't I do this before? I've heard that so many times. Why am I not doing this, this off, you know? So it's the best. Yeah. The head, neck and shoulder massage. Like I'm, it's just one of the greatest. Every time I leave a facial, I'm almost like in a daze because I'm so zen. It yeah. is amazing, amazing, amazing. And Miss Joanne, that's all from me. I'm so grateful for you taking this much time out of your Sunday. I appreciate you so much. 
And um, yeah, just thank you so much for being here. Oh, I hope I answered your questions. You did. No, you did. And we're all grateful. Thank you so much. Good. All right. Well, you guys get go out there and get a facial. (laughs) Yes. Everybody go do it right now. Sign up. Start researching. Everybody do it. (laughs) All righty, Miss Joanne, you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. You too. You have fun today. Take care. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. I truly hope you learned something because I know I did. If you would like to know where you can find me, I am on Instagram at The Neighborhood Hype Girl. Come on over. We would love to have you. You can also find me on Substack. That's S-U-B-S-T-A-C-K. I am at theneighborhoodhypegirl.substack. That is my blog where I write about random topics. It's also where I publish my original short stories. I Want to Know Everything is written, edited, and hosted by me, the Neighborhood Hype Girl. Thank you so much for listening. I'll talk to you next time.